Hello and welcome to December. That's right. We are in the final month of 2023. What a year it has been. It, Christmas time, New Year's Eve, it, 2024, it's in the mirror. We can see it on the horizon. So enjoy this last month and here giving you a great episode to start your December on uh, on burgers and brats. Got a lot to break down. I mean, the college transfer portal it is open there everyone is hopping in it they're getting in right now we're expecting some big names we've already had some big names but we're expecting even more names coming in the coming days it is also championship weekend in college football a lot on the line some college football playoff bursts on the line and then the nfl heating up nba in-season tournament is here and tiger woods is back on the course playing some golf. So got a lot to break down. Before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with Lace News on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. So let's just start with uh, the major, major stuff with college football. Some new coaching hires, some transfer, some transfers, big name quarterbacks. I mean, DJ Ugalele, uh, Max Johnson, uh, R- R- Riley Leonard from Duke. It, it, it is major, major quarterback news. And Cam Ward from Washington State, five-star quarterback out of UCLA. Uh, everyone is hopping in. and it, it is buyers beware out there. Whoever can give the most money to these quarterbacks, you're gonna get. You're gonna get them. Um, hopefully. Sometimes, though, the grass is not always greener for these quarterbacks. And uh, maybe go to the NFL, maybe going to another team will help your chances. Even though you had a great year at your smaller school, uh, you had a great year. So why not go advance to a bigger Power 5 school? And that's what some of these quarterbacks are looking to do. And I mean, not just quarterbacks, but uh, every position available. Uh, we also had some hires in the college ball world with we thought Mark Soups was going to Texas A&M, but no, he backed out, and uh, now they are getting the Duke head coach, which, I mean, I, I really think Mark Stoops would, would have been a great hire for Texas A&M. I think he's a great coach. Uh, I mean, he took Kentucky uh, to relevancy, a team that's never been relevant for Football made them into a pretty good team. Got into bowl games, I believe two or three losses uh, last year, and I mean, it it would have been a good fit. But I mean, Texas A and M uh, now gets Mike Elko from Duke, which Duke's not a football school either. But they had they had a decent year this year. We'll see if he continue that with Texas A&M. It's kind of it, – I don't understand the hype about wanting to go to Texas A&M. Uh, you got to deal with the boosters and uh, everyone there, and it, it's a four-loss team every single year no matter the coach. Uh, but Mike Elko uh, was the defense coordinator at Texas A&M uh, a few years prior. He comes back home, and I think that's just what everyone wanted uh, instead of Stoops because I think Stoops was going to kind of clean house, which he should – but they would have lost a lot of recruits uh, with with doing that because, I mean, recruits come for the coaches as well as, I mean, their money bag at A&M. But Mike Elko returning home to A&M, yeah, it's a good fit because 
was there earlier, knows the system, but he's in for a lot as the head coach. So see how it goes. I still, I, I still don't think this brings Texas A&M to complete relevancy, uh, honestly, but we'll see. And then Jeff Levy heading to Mississippi State. Uh, he's going to try and overhaul that coaching staff as well. Good, good offense coordinator. Is still really, really young. And you saw that with his inexperience calling plays with Oklahoma this season on some on some games. Uh, don't know how he will fare. See if he gets a transfer quarterback like a Dylan Gabriel, if he wants to stay another year or go pro. And that would definitely help his team. Not as great players as are at Oklahoma, but uh, that would definitely help getting Dylan, Dylan Gabriel a Heisman contender uh, as your quarterback for your first year as a head coach. But uh, he's in for a lot at Mississippi State, who's also who's not a top-tier program, at least a four- or five-loss team. So uh, that's kind of the college football coaching carousel, and then uh, also going to be seeing some other hires uh, coming soon. And transfer portal, it's huge. A lot of players in there right now. Uh, championship Saturday, uh, rivalry weekend first. Uh, I believe I went 4-1 and one in my picks as well as my uh, – uh, did miss the Alabama game, but four and one in my picks of the week again. So I'm 13, 12, 12 and three over the last three weeks in my picks with two out of three locks of the week hitting. So I'm on fire, guys. You guys need to take my picks, put them in the bank because I'm doing good. And you're going to want to stay tuned for my college football championship weekend picks because, I mean, I'm, I'm balling and I don't see it slowing down for this weekend as well. I mean, what a crazy rivalry weekend. Alabama converting on a fourth and goal. Fourth and goal from the 31. Yeah, from the 31. And uh, Jalen Milrow just throwing a dart in the back of the end zone uh, to end that one. I mean, that's just payback for uh, the kick six that Auburn had. Uh, pretty remarkable uh, how that game ended a fourth and 31 from fourth and 31 uh, touchdown. It crazy. Uh, one That game never disappoints. Um, but and then also, of course, the biggest game that we that we knew was going to happen was Michigan at Ohio State, or Ohio State at Michigan. I did pick Michigan to win that game. Michigan looked uh, really good. I mean, Ohio State looked good, but just turnovers, turnovers. Um, I a few plays that could have gone either way with officiating or overturning uh, some of those plays, but. Michigan, uh, like we all thought, was just going to dominate even without Harbaugh, and that's special. Uh, that's really special. I'm excited to see what Harbaugh does when he comes back because not having your head coach there is big, especially with a guy like Harbaugh who's been there for so long and uh, is so experienced and knows how to coach a team, especially in these big games. But uh, they've done really good without him, and to win, beat your rival three straight years and uh, go – pretty much clinch a spot in the college football playoff is big, big news. Uh, Oregon dominated Oregon State. I thought that was going to happen. I thought it would be a little closer, honestly, but uh, DJ, Ugole, not a great game. Bo Nix, I mean, pretty much the Heisman frontrunner right now. If he goes to beat Washington, I think he is definitely going to win the Heisman. Uh, Washington kicks a field goal as time expires to beat Washington State. Washington just has not looked good the last few weeks. Every game has been close. Uh, they're kind of pulling it out. But I think if right, we'll have Washington and Oregon tonight, Washington, Oregon tonight, that, that is the most entertaining game I'm excited for this weekend, watching that game. Uh, I will be tuned in heavily for it. Uh, and 
Washington, I think Michael Penix, they win that game. I think Michael Penix should be the Heisman winner. I think beat Oregon twice and clinch a playoff berth. But uh, let's go in to my picks for the week. Uh, let's start with kind of some of these lesser games that kind of kind of gave out my report card, my prognosis on some of these games I thought though this weekend. So let's start with SMU at number 22, Tulane. This game is at Tulane. Don't have a site for the American Athletic Conference title game. This is really the most underrated game. I, I love this conference. I love watching these teams play. There's so much offense, and uh, there's a lot of good talent that just goes unrecognized, and I think this game is highly underrated. Uh, this game Saturday, 3 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Both, really, I think both teams can hang with the big boys. I mean, SMU's two losses were to TCU, the defending runner-ups, and Oklahoma at Oklahoma. So, uh, two quality losses. And, I mean, they dominated putting up so many points uh, this this year for SMU. Top 15 on both offense and defense. Tulane, 6-1 and one at home. I mean, only one loss on the season. Um, Michael Pratt, who was a really good quarterback, who... Uh, is a really good quarterback. He's still got another year. Uh, 2,100 yards, 21 touchdowns, and only four interceptions on the season compared to. Um, now, SMU's Preston Stone, 3,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, and six interceptions. I mean, these aren't just fluke numbers. These quarterbacks are really good at what they do. That's why these teams are so good. And I think I think these teams could be a big Power 5 team in a bowl game. I definitely think they could be. Penn State or possibly Michigan or Missouri if they got the chance to play uh, in that game. And I mean, one of these teams will get the chance to play in that game. Uh, SMU uh, fourth in total points with 48 points per game. Tulane's, I mean, Tulane's 11 to 1 and they, they're only putting up 28 points a game. Uh, so they're getting stops on defense and just scoring when it matters. But uh, both teams can run. Um, Hughes. A 1,000-yard rusher for uh, Tulane, but he's only got seven touchdowns on the season. But he's getting the rock. He's extending those drives, uh, wearing that clock down, wearing those defenses out where Tulane can just run the football. Uh, The team, uh, only 157 rushing yards per game. So, I mean, it's really just him doing most of the work. SMU scored 30 points in every single game this year besides the two losses. Uh, And, I mean, 35 points pretty much in – Definitely won three-fourths of their games. So this SMU team put up points. Tulane's got to get stops. Got to get stops, especially because their offense is ranked 64th in the country. Uh, This is the first meeting this year between the schools, obviously. So uh, it's going to be good to see first meeting. But it sucks because usually in these conferences, you play each other kind of in the year. But they did it. It's going to be fun to see first time kind of filling each other out for the first quarter or so. Uh, super underrated game, going to be fun. I'm going with SMU getting the win, 31-28 to on the road. So uh, Tulane gets the game at home, but I'm going SMU, uh, even though Tulane's so good at home. All right, uh, kind of the most lopsided game I think it'll be this weekend is the Big 12 championship game, 11 a.m. Central on Saturday, so kind of start your championship weekend. Uh, they didn't meet in the regular season as well, so these teams are going to be filling each other out for the first few, uh, for the first quarter, maybe quarter and a half or so. Uh, see what goes. Uh, Oklahoma State, ranked number eighteen, kind of getting there. 
uh, even though three losses on the year, losing to a, uh, I think, six-loss, five-loss South Alabama team at home and just not looking good at all in the beginning of the year. Kind of kind of getting a few plays by the officiating uh, in their BYU game, Oklahoma game, some other games, kind of to help propel them. Houston games to kind of help propel them to get a win. I had to beat a BYU team that's not going bowling in double overtime. So uh, this Oklahoma State team, not high hopes on the season. Yeah, they got the Big 12 championship. Did not look pretty at all this season doing it. Texas expected to get here. They're number seven in the country. They're 15-point favorites in this game, and this line has been going up. So it, it could be 16 or more by the kickoff. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, yeah, just hasn't been looking great all year. Somehow they managed to get into this game because they did not play Texas this season. Um, Texas off of pretty much their best game of the year, uh, beating Texas Tech, just dominating Texas Tech at home. Uh, well, not best game of the year, but get best game of the second half of the season. Did go to Alabama and win. But best game of the second half of the season since that Oklahoma loss, pretty much. Um, Oklahoma State, uh, 115th in total defense. It, you can't win games, especially against an offense that's this good with this many weapons. But luckily for Oklahoma State, Texas could be down a few key players. I mean, they're down uh, their leading rusher, Brooks. Xavier Worthy could be injured in this game. We know Quinn Ewers has been injured for the last couple weeks, but this is his second game back. Ollie Gordon on the season for Oklahoma State, 1,500 yards, 20 touchdowns. Uh, they've just been handing the ball to him about 30 times a game. That's why he's got so many, all these rushing yards and uh, kind of wearing those defenses out. And uh, Bowman's not doing anything quarterback-wise that just like, wow, jaw-dropping. No, they're just handing the ball off 30 times, wearing out that defense uh, and – Texas, though, top five rushing defense. Top five. They don't give up rushing yards. Uh, they don't. Uh, Bowman, 11 interceptions while only 10 touchdowns on the year. I expect him to have a, maybe one or two interceptions on the year. And when you're being forced to throw the football, when you're not that good, doesn't really lead uh, to great outcomes. Texas, more well-rounded. Don't really trust Gundy in these type of games, especially in these big-time moments. So I'm going Texas with a shot at the college football playoff to win 42 to about 17 in this game. I think Texas has a lot to prove, and they're just going to go out there and just dominate to uh, show their worth for the playoff committee. All right, and then another game could be okay. That kind of have it as a um, least appealing game, though. Don't really care to watch this game. Uh, the ACC game, 7 p.m. Central on ABC. Uh, number 14, Louisville at number or in Charlottesville or Charlotte versus number four, Florida State. Florida State only two and a half point favorite in this one, even though with their uh, backup uh, roadmaker, he's looked good the last couple weeks. Louisville coming off that top uh, top ten team, getting beat against Kentucky last weekend at home. Florida State or Florida State escaped Florida in the swamp last week. So both these teams are not playing their best football the past week. Still pretty good. Uh, Roadmaker took a shot kind of at the end of that game. We'll see if he gets cleared to play in this game. I haven't heard anything about him not being cleared. Uh, but Louisville, uh, I mean, this is this is their second hardest team. I mean, they're getting, they're getting two hard teams uh, in a row, but this is pretty much their hardest game of the season besides uh, – Maybe Clemson, 
uh, both give up exactly 315 yards a game. 315 yards exactly. Uh, Louisville, uh, they're three and one in one score. or they've lost three one score games. So uh, when it gets close, they haven't done the best uh, in crunch time. That's just playmakers, coaching, and all that. Jack Plummer for Louisville. Uh, 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 TDs. Got to have zero interceptions this week. Got to throw for a couple touchdowns against this FSU team because, I mean, FSU can still score with these guys, but uh, defense looks pretty good for them. Got to get the ball rolling, wear out this defense, keep your defense off the field because Keon Coleman is a monster for Florida State, one of the best wide receivers in the country. Louisville does rely on their run game with 184 yards, so air the ball out, uh, run the ball. Just keep your offense on the field. Let get Florida State tired. That's the only way you're winning. Because I still think Cole or Roadmaker is a good backup option. He's been there for a long time for Florida State, and I mean Florida State's got a great head coach, and uh, they've got way more playmakers than Louisville. And uh, the better playmakers, the more likely you're gonna. Uh, when it comes down to crunch time, we're gonna get the win. Uh, I'm going Florida State. Getting the win, going to the playoff, getting the win, 28-24 over Louisville. All right, uh, this game, could it be an upset? Maybe, probably not. Um, Offense versus punting. Uh, The Big Ten Championship, 7 p.m. Central on Fox. So we'll be watching the Big Ten Championship over the ACC probably. Uh, Number 16, Iowa, at number 2, or in Indianapolis versus number two, Michigan. Michigan, a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. This line's actually kind of dropped this week. A little surprising. Uh, I, I think Michigan wins by 50. I mean, I don't see how uh, this Iowa State, Iowa, this Iowa team can really stop Michigan. Um, it, yeah, it's a good defense, but they haven't played anyone all year. Uh, this, I mean, this is their first time playing Michigan, and, uh, they're in the easier side of the Big Ten. Uh, Big Ten on that side, I mean, every team has five losses. Uh, Iowa, though, I mean, only two losses on the year. Really kind of a a fair catch call away from having only one loss in the year. And this game could be putting Iowa in the college football playoff, but luckily it's not. Um, Iowa... Uh, they've only average or they've only given up 18 points a game or they've only averaged 16 18 points a game sorry it, yeah the 18 points a game guys <laughs> and they've only got two losses I am not I I don't want I don't like this Iowa team I this is terrible I, <laughs> please Michigan just beat them by 50 so we stop talking about Iowa uh, Harbaugh back finally on the sidelines for this Michigan team haven't needed them I mean Go and win three straight. Go beat your rival, Ohio State. Shoot, keep him back. Keep him keep him at home. You don't need him in Indianapolis. Keep him at home. Um, this is the best offense Iowa's going to face, obviously. Best defense Michigan's going to face. But uh, Iowa, seventh in defense. Michigan, on the other hand, they're second in defense overall. Only giving up 246 yards a game. So this Michigan team, so well-rounded. They can... See, Iowa, they can do offense and defense at the same time, not just defense and punting. Uh, Iowa's offense, 133rd in the country, man. 247 yards per game, 18 points a game. Oh, my. Long live the Big Ten West, man. Oh, my gosh. That is terrible. Uh, I'm so glad the Big Ten West is finally done. I, I, 
it's just atrocious. Uh, Blake Corn for Michigan as a monster. I mean, uh, 1,300 yards, 22 touchdowns. J.J. McCarthy, who's now got three wins over Ohio State in his career, 2,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, and four interceptions. So he's he's doing what seems to be done. Not that much, not that many touchdowns, but uh, great game management. You got players all around. All you got to do is not turn the ball over. Uh, Deacon Hill, uh, 976 yards, five touchdowns, six interceptions for Iowa. Uh, not great. I mean, he's coming on this last half of the season, but still only five touchdowns, six interceptions in the year. Iowa, 123 passing yards a game, 123 rushing yards per game, bottom three-fourths of the league. 123 passing yards a game. You don't win. You don't win many games doing that. Somehow they have, but they've not played a tough schedule. This is this is going to be a different animal for that Iowa defense. Uh, I really don't see Iowa standing a chance in this game. Maybe the first quarter. Maybe the first quarter. But I think Michigan wins, uh, 42-38 to about 10. I, I don't see it being close at all. All right. Let's go Pac-12 Friday night tonight, number five, Oregon, at number three, Washington. And number three, Washington, it's a nine-and-a-half-point dog. Oregon is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this one in Las Vegas. That's a fun place to go watch some football. That's going to be fun, uh, Pac-12 championship. Uh, rematch, uh, Washington won by three earlier in the year. What a great game that was. I don't expect this game to be any less fireworks or uh, any any worse. So these are these are two top five teams in the country for me. The, these are the two of the top five teams, uh, in my opinion. It's a shame it's a Friday night game. Not going to be as many people watching. I mean, Pac-12 is always on a Friday night. Uh, Washington escapes the last few weeks, like I mentioned. And then Oregon has just looked really good. Oregon has looked like one of the best teams in the country. And I think if they win, I, I would easily put them in the college football playoff, uh, depending on what happens. But uh, I think no matter what, I think they should be in with Bo Nicks. Both quarterbacks, 3,900 yards, total of 69 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. But uh, Penix has accounted for eight of those interceptions. So Bo Nicks, only two interceptions and I mean half the the these quarterbacks have 69 total touchdowns guys it, crazy crazy stuff right there and I mean 8,000 yards between them uh, two about two two of the top three quarterbacks in the country uh Oregon's Franklin and Washington's though Dunes uh, both 1,300 yards a total of 27 touchdowns uh combined and then Washington 95th though in total defense giving up 400 yards a game uh, they, they haven't they've given up a lot of yards on defense, but the score wise they haven't given up much. It's it's that bin 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 don't break. They've been getting really bendy with it. They just have not broken, still giving up not that many points. Oregon's Bucky Irving, one thousand yards on the season, one of the better running backs in the country. Uh, Washington gotta find a rushing attack with uh Johnson, who's got nine hundred and sixty one yards on the season. Both teams not good against the pass. So, I mean, both these quarterbacks, we saw that in the first game, should be lighting it up versus each other. Uh, winner, I think winner of this game, I think I picked Jane Daniels when the Heisman early uh, beginning of the season before it started. But I think winner of this game should more than likely get should should get the Heisman. I, I think winner of this game should be the Heisman winner. Uh, I just think with how 
much Oregon has been rolling these past few weeks, and Washington's been struggling. I think Oregon gets the rematch. Uh, it, it, it could be higher scoring than this, but I think 34-27 is a pretty safe uh, bet right there, but wouldn't be surprised if it goes higher than that. That's, that's going to be the most entertaining game for me this weekend, uh, Friday night. All right, let's go to the final conference championship game, SEC, 3 p.m. Central on CBS Saturday. Number eight, Alabama at number one, Georgia. Georgia, a five-and-a-half point favorite in this one. I mean, Bama should have had a loss last weekend. It should have been a loss. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line, and they beat their rival, Auburn. Uh, just crazy. Uh, it, this is the game we wanted in the SEC, though. Kind of that old versus new blood. Uh, Alabama hasn't hasn't won it in a couple years. Mich- or Georgia. Uh, looking for three straight, or two straight, but uh, been in the championship game three years uh, in a row. Uh, Georgia really came through in that uh, in the second quarter against Georgia Tech. Looked a little iffy there for a little bit. Carson Beck has one thousand, or uh, yeah, has one thousand more yards than Jalen Milrow on the season. I know Jalen Milrow didn't play uh, one or two games, but. Uh, still, that's a little surprising uh, with this team. I mean, just how bad Alabama's been offensively on the season. They, they have not looked good on offense, and uh, it, it's almost cost them, but they've got it done just enough. Georgia, top nine in offense and defense for the year. Um, I, I've been I've been impressed with Georgia the last half of the season. I really was not impressed with them the first half, uh, maybe a little more over the first half, but They've really sharpened, looked better in my eyes, uh, beating teams, not really letting teams hang around and waiting until the last quarter to just pummel, pummel them. Uh, they, they've looked good for four quarters of football. Uh, both played uh, four top 25 teams, Georgia's 4-0, Alabama's 3-1, Georgia 28th rush defense. So, Bama, you got to gotta get the ground game going. Use your quarterback, Jalen Monroe, to uh, get the game going and, uh, he's a good runner. Use that to your advantage. And where this Georgia defense out, who's really, really good. Bama D, I think, needs turnovers. Carson Beck, not a, he's got good stats, but come on, guys. He's not a great quarterback. Got to get some turnovers, force some turnovers against him. Milrow, on the other hand, has got to be perfect. Got to have a perfect game. No turnovers at all. It's kind of bad to see Brock Bowers is still the leading receiver for this Georgia team. Uh but, I mean, they got, they got dogs all around them. They got dogs on that team every position. And I just think uh, this is Georgia's year again. Uh, Georgia wins 27-24. to 24. This should be a phenomenal game. Best overall matchup right here is the SEC Championship game. And afternoon game on Saturday. So it should be great. That's my picks for the college football weekend. I mean, I'm 12-3 and three the last three weeks with 2-1 and one in my locks of the week. Uh, expect Expect greatness again this week with my picks. All right, let's go into On This Day in History. 1982 Thriller, the sixth album by Michael Jackson, was released the best-selling album of all time. 1953, Hugh Hefner publishes the first edition of Playboy magazine. Uh, Marilyn Monroe on the first centerfold. And then 1804, uh, General Napoleon Bonaparte the emperor emperor of france who's gonna go see that new napoleon movie let me know i let me know how it goes let me know how it is i know 
not historically accurate, apparently, to the director, but uh, it's supposed to be a great movie. And gotta love me some Napoleon. Gotta love him. Uh, happy birthday, Dick Clark, Mark Twain, Britney Spears, and my boy uh, Juice World, who was uh, my leading artist for my Spotify rap for two years in a row now. So, uh, RIP uh, to Juice World, and happy birthday to Juice World and everyone else. That's on this day, sponsored by. Hefner Eye Care, check them out, located 5757 Northwest 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. And check them out on the web at HeftnerEyeCare.com. Virtual try-on so you can try on glasses, sunglasses from the comfort of your own home. All right, uh, real quick, let's go into some headlines from around the sports world. I mean, the NBA in-season tournament, uh, we are finally at the final teams Uh Championship will be played, or the semifinals will be played in Vegas. Championship in Vegas. So, uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun fun setting to go watch that. Really, uh, I haven't thought about too much of the NBA in-season tournament. It's been a lot of good basketball. Uh, I think the margin of victory has been astonishingly less less than just a regular, regular season game. I mean, these guys are playing harder. You get cash incentives and everything, so I think I think it's good. I guess we'll keep it going. We'll see how this semifinals, but I mean, courts courts are cool. Uh, I like that, but um, overall, I mean, hasn't hasn't really changed anything, and just I mean, it's just kind of there. It, it, it's just there. So uh, semifinals uh, starting December fourth. We got the two seed Sacramento Kings versus the number three seeded New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, who thought these teams would have ended up in the semifinals? And the number two seeded Indiana Indiana Pacers versus number three seeded Boston uh, on that uh, on that day as well. And then December fifth, we've got uh, the Lakers, the one seeded Lakers at the four seeded Phoenix Suns, and then number one seeded Milwaukee versus number four seeded New York Knicks. And the Knicks made it, guys. The Knicks could get their first championship in forever. I mean, that's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of the in-season tournament. Uh, semifinals on December 7th and the championship game December 9th for the uh, tournament. So uh, look for those dates and those games coming up uh, next week. So uh, going to be fun. I, I'll be tuning in for that. Uh, Bronny James, son of LeBron James, uh, cleared to play for the Trojans after suffering that cardiac uh, cardiac arrest a couple months ago during practice. So that's great to see him being cleared to play basketball again. And then Tiger Woods made his return to the golf course at the Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas. I wish I was invited to go play or watch down there. Uh, it would have been awesome to go see his return, especially in the Bahamas, but uh, good to see him back out there and had had a decent day. Kind of fell apart on the last about the last five holes. Uh, he was two under at one point. Ended up plus three on the day, uh, tied for 18. So these are top just 20 players on the PJ Tour who get invited to play this. Uh, Jordan Spieth, I mean, he cooked on the back nine. I, it just looked amazing. He only had. Uh, one, two, three, five total pars on the day. Everything else was either a double bogey, bogey, par, or a birdie, or an uh, eagle. So, I mean, this guy only had five pars. It was doing everything else with the scorecard. Uh, Brian Harmon, the leader at, and 
Brian Harmon and Tony Finau, the leader at five under on the day. Jordan Spieth, four under. Cameron Young, Scotty Scheffler, who had a great back nine. And Colin Morikawa and Max Homa at three under on the day. Justin Thomas, two under. So uh, some great golf going on this weekend. No cut line, just the top 20 players uh, balling out uh, and uh, going to be fun watching until Sunday. So excited to see Tiger. Look like he was in great spirits throughout the whole day, uh, even when he was missing some shots. But good to see him happy. Didn't see like cause much pain, and as long as he's excited. So uh, glad to see Tiger. He's going to be playing in about one tournament every month, and that's great news to hear for us golf fans. So uh, excited to see Tiger Woods back on the course. All right, let's move into the NFL. Great last week. Did good on my picks as well. Uh, Monday Night Football, one total touchdown. The Bears get the win. Yeah, that's the games on primetime for the NFL. Something, man. It is something that we get to behold. It's something amazing we get to witness this year. The NFL, is so much parody and uh, not, not a great product on there. Not a great product. But, great product, my Denver Broncos winning five straight, uh, getting another win, and Super Bowl champs, Super Bowl champs, can you say it? Probably not, but uh, Eagles look really good. They spear the Bills and get a massive win. Eagles, I mean, toughest schedule in football this year. Uh, Got another tough one this week I'll be picking, but uh, Eagles win in overtime, even though the Bills got the ball first. Josh Allen is is now 0-5 in overtime in his career. So, uh, Josh Allen, if he ever gets to overtime, just count it as a loss. Count it as a loss. But uh, Eagles came back and looked pretty good in that one. Panthers 1-10 on the season. Should have taken C.J. Stroud. Should have done it. Uh, Danny DeVito leads the Giants to a victory over the Patriots. Patriots 2-9 on the year, and everyone loves it. Uh, no tears shed over the Patriots being this bad. Uh, Steelers down Cincinnati. Steelers still in a great shape for the playoffs. Cincinnati still kind of in it in the mix, but uh, and then also the Jaguars, who only have three losses on the year, escape the Texans as they miss a field goal as time expires, going overtime. So uh, some great games last weekend. Was uh, we're we're trying to get to that point where I mean every game matters in the NFL. Every game matters uh, coming up. And uh, for week 13, this game will matter. Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Uh, second game that uh, Joe Burrow is not playing. Jake Browning is a starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jacksonville, great great spot for a playoff if they can win. Cincinnati, uh, they're 5-6, still on, in, in the mix. A note ETN, it looks like, for Jacksonville. Could be a game-time decision, but ETN limited this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence on the air, 2,700 yards, 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So, I mean, he's doing what needs to be done for the Jacksonville team. Cincinnati uh, should have a better rushing attack with Joe Mixon, who's a really good running back, but uh, they are, uh, I believe, 32nd in rushing yards per game. Needs to get way better. While their defense is 31st in total against uh, in overall. And uh, that is giving up 389 yards a game. It's too many yards a game. 
uh, in the NFL. 31st. Jacksonville, 13th on offense, so they're going to get some points this weekend against this team. Jake Browning put up 10 points last week against the Steelers. Don't see him putting up too many points this week against the Jaguars. Defense needs touchdowns for Cincinnati if they want to win this one. Uh, Jacksonville wins uh, 23-13 to over the Bengals. All right, Sunday night football, uh, Chiefs at Packers. Uh, Packers six-point favorite, or Chiefs six-point favorite in this one. First time Packer Mahomes goes to Lambeau Field. Uh, Mahomes versus Love, a pretty good quarterback matchup. I mean, Love's had a good year, pretty underrated. Uh, getting a lot of hate for some reason. Uh, but uh, I think Love is a pretty decent quarterback. Green Bay is kind of middle in in their total middle in the league in their total offense and defensive league rankings. But on the other hand, Kansas City top eight in offense and defense, uh, which their defense is fourth in the NFL. Love twenty six hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Uh, Mahomes twenty nine hundred yards on the season. So Love obviously having some issue a little few issues with turning the ball over, but not not a drastic need to change. I mean, you're gonna have a couple with the this first year starting. Uh not much rushing attack though for either team. I mean AJ Dillon's the leading rusher for this team and uh hasn't gotten many yards on the year, only one touchdown. Green Bay eighteenth overall on offense and defense, so I mean just middle of the pack. They're also three and two at home and both teams are three and two in their last five. Uh, don't expect much challenge from could be close at halftime, but I think Kansas City kind of pulls away in the fourth quarter, kind of second half. And Kansas City six and one when scoring first. Uh, so I, I think Kansas City, uh, 28-21, Green Bay could score late, but I think the Chiefs kind of just dominate this game. Mahomes get his first win at Lambeau. And then what could be a game of the week, uh, offense versus offense, Denver at Houston. Houston, three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Both one game out of the wild card, so this is huge implications on seeding and uh, just getting into the playoffs. Uh, both better than expected, especially Houston. Did not have any expectations for Houston on the year, but they look like a really, really good team. And CJ Stroud has them scoring a lot of points, and it, it looks good. Uh, they look fun. They look good. Uh, seed eight, rookie of the year, MVP, could be both. Uh, both quarterbacks, uh, total of 39 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. So they were both really taking care of the football. I mean, CJ only had two interceptions going to two weeks ago, where he had three in one game. Uh, Corbin Sutton, Tank Dale are balling on those receiver ends for both teams. Uh, they are huge, do, doing huge, huge plays for their quarterbacks. Denver, five straight. Uh, wins and six and one when scoring first. So you got to score first, especially against this Houston team who just gets the ball rolling, scores fast, and scores a lot. But Denver, thirtieth in total defense. But I mean they've uh, they've been winning the turnover battle immensely. I mean fifteen, I think fifteen, thirteen or fifteen turnovers in the last three games that they've gotten from the other team. So remarkable stuff there. If you're getting turnovers against this CJ Stroud team who's airing the ball out a lot. Uh, you're gonna have a great chance of coming home with the victory, because uh, I mean they're gonna they're gonna score points, and if you can stop them with the interceptions, uh, you're winning this game. Uh, Houston bottom in the league, also also on defense, uh, but I expect fireworks. Expect fireworks this game. 
I'm, I'm going with my team. I'll go Denver getting the win, uh, 28-25. So uh, it should be a fun fireworks game. And uh, Denver, give, give me six straight. Uh, I'll go bias on this one. I'll take Denver uh, getting that six win. All right, final game of the week, America's game of the week, 49ers at Eagles. Eagles, I mean, again, another tough game. And 49ers are favored by three in this one, even though it is at Philadelphia. MVP hurts? I, I think so. I mean, stats-wise, not bad, not great, but uh, leading this team to, I mean, what, 11-1 on the season? So, uh, and that's what you do as a great quarterback. You you get wins, 10-1 on the season, you get wins, and you, you look good, you beat these great teams. They, they beat some really good teams total. So, uh, he's only got 2,600 yards, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So, got to take care of the ball more. Brock Purdy, 2,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. So, uh, pretty good quarterback battle. I, I like Purdy a lot. I think he's a really good player as well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously the best player on the field. Uh, 939 yards, 11 touchdowns. And then A.J. Brown, 1,000 yards receiving on just 73 receptions. Remarkable. And then uh, Brandon Ayuk on the other side. He's got 880 yards on 45 receptions with his 19.5 yards per reception. Crazy, crazy stuff for these receivers. These quarterbacks, find your playmakers, give them the ball, and they'll do the rest. That, these guys are that good. Uh, I, th- th- it's going to be a fun game. Uh, this is definitely America's game of the week. Both pretty even statistically, scoring 28 points a game, uh, 135 rushing yards a game, and uh, just over 245 yards passing a game. So uh, offenses, uh, both top 10 defenses, top in the country, top in the league. So uh, I, I like this game. I think I'm going to go upset here. I think the Eagles get the job done winning. I, I think it'll be a kind of a lower scoring game. These defenses are really good. But I'm, both offenses are great. But uh, usually in these games, defense kind of shows up. And I think maybe like a 23 to 2021 20, game going with the Eagles. So uh, that's my picks for the week in the NFL. Should be a fun weekend. Uh, should be a decent weekend in the NFL. Uh, we've had better weeks. Uh, kind of the last couple weeks have been really good uh, this week. Uh, probably not so much, but uh, still should get uh, plenty of fireworks in a fun game. All right, let's go to the final segment of the uh, of the podcast, who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Looking, sharing it with you guys. Uh, sharing it with all y'all because uh, studies show that looking on the bright side of life could help cut uh, your risk for dementia. A study of the big five personality traits has found that positive, extroverted, and conscientious people are less likely to get a dementia diagnosis than those with neurotic or negative personality traits. Um, Scientists from Northwestern University and the University of California, Davis, said that the difference wasn't due to pathological changes, but rather how traits allow some people to better navigate dementia-related impairments. So, um, look on the bright side of life, people. Look on the bright side. Don't be so negative, and it could help cut your risk of dementia. That's great. Uh, that that that's awesome. So look on the bright side. Listen to the Burgers and Brats podcast, and you'll be feeling amazing. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Welcome to December. Make sure you send me some gifts. I, I love my gifts for Christmas. 
I take I take Venmo. I take it all. Uh, send me whatever you want. Go buy some merch uh, for everyone for Christmas time. Go buy them some burgers and brought some merch. They'll enjoy it. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast on millions.co at Burgers and Brats. You can buy merch on that website as well. Or check out the podcast website, burgersbratspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.